0: Secrets of the online fitness coach podcast, advertising. This topic, as you may or may not know already, is one of Lynn's favorite, favorite topics to talk about. So in this episode, we discuss the number one advertising mistake that people make. And the biggest revelation from this podcast is you can't sell fitness online. You can't sell fitness online and expect high-end clients position yourself as high-end and get paid high-end and that is what we're all about in the one percent because the reality is if you're selling fitness online you are under the pressure of a price war to be cheaper and cheaper against your competitors so what we do at the one percent is with your advertising you position yourself as absolutely unique And I absolutely hope you enjoy this episode where we go deep into the mistake of advertising that you don't want to do. Today's banter. So yesterday you mentioned a very interesting uh, statement about you spending quite a lot of money with Mr. Zuckerberg. And I thought I would dive a little bit deeper into that. Spending over a million dollars on advertising and on Facebook ads. And I want to give the audience and I want to get to know a little bit about the mistakes that you've made. For sure. Uh, what you would do differently if you could turn back time. <laughs>
1: yeah, fun, fun, funnily enough, Mrs Zuckerberg hasn't been very kind to us lately. I think ever since the, uh, the good old Facebook glitch last week, uh, some of the campaigns aren't performing as well. And I think we'll talk about that Uh, Mm. but let's, let's dive into it. Why, why is advertising even important? And, and, and most fitness coaches that try to advertise, um, spend a little bit of money and then it doesn't work for them. And yet, yeah, I think we talked about this on episode number three, which was, if you're not, if you're not spending any money to advertise, your business isn't consistently growing. Um, but further to that, we spoke about the fact that you, know, you have to have a program that builds referrals on its own, and then you can use advertising to amplify. So, Kez, what, I don't know, what do you want to know? You've, you've, you've seen the advertising, you've seen some of the stuff. What's the juice? What's, what, have you, what have you noticed um, in some of, some of the advertising campaigns? I know uh, you've over the last six months, you've had a good deep dive into Facebook Um, And before that, uh, it wasn't any interest to you because I would be looking at my ads account on my phone, scrolling, going, okay, this is going really well. This is taking off. I'd show you. You had no interest. How has that changed for you?
0: I think the first thing I would say is that until you are a user of ad accounts and ads and running them, You'll always be a consumer, which means that I've always been on the other side of consuming ads, and I would say naturally I have a very analytical brain, so I love breaking things down, even even just to study myself of why I've clicked on an ad when I'm a very skeptical person and I'd never click on ads, but somehow, maybe because I've seen it 20 times, that okay. I- I'm just going to, I'm just going to click on it and see where it goes. Yeah. So I think that until you're actually in the game, you'll always be on the other side of the game. Cool. Um, But what I've seen over the last six months in particular with fitness is that it is bloody saturated. And that because, because I specifically work with our clients for fitness, I get, every single fitness ad you can ever think of and from apps to mill delivery to uh we have marley spoon here um you know hello fresh every form of weight loss fitness it is a very very saturated market
1: yeah what's what's really really interesting is uh you know, one of my biggest lessons earlier on was that this, you, you needed to really understand the end consumer, okay? And, and what, I did, what I didn't do well was I started to use templates and I remember, you know, modeling templates and copying and I would, I would see what were really good at. I would begin to model them, uh, but I didn't reverse engineer what I wanted to happen. And i started out with the ad and so i would get a lot of leads but i didn't actually reverse engineer who i wanted to work with what type of client and this is what we're talking about yesterday what got you here is is going to get you to that next level and most people don't actually think about who they want to work with how much they want to get paid what is this type of client are they an action taker are they not an action taker are they willing to be kept accountable And this was the biggest mistake that I made first, which is why ads kind of never worked with me because I would get a lot of leads, like a lot of leads because getting leads isn't hard. You know, if you go, Hey, I'll give you a three, seven day challenge, you get leads. And then what do you do next? You know? So I don't think a lot of people have trouble getting leads and setting up ads. A lot of people have trouble because they'd actually don't know what they want. I think we're going to start off with this. And this was the biggest mistake I had made because I didn't know what I wanted or who I wanted to work with. And because I didn't know who, uh, I could never bring them in. I could just bring in a whole bunch of random people. So my message would never connect.
0: When you mean you couldn't bring them in, was Mm -hmm. it that they go into the funnel, they don't opt in or that they don't understand what you're selling versus price comparisons, things like that? Yeah.
1: They They wouldn't be able to convert okay because most people don't have an advertising problem they have a conversion issue okay and and this is there's one big mistake that i made along the way which was and i whenever i used to run ads in 2014 and 15 uh for pb city i would run seven day challenges into a facebook group that would be okay and then i would have to convert them by getting them onto phone sales and then convert them into higher-end clients and that was all well and good but As I started to learn that, okay, well, this seems to be a laborious way uh, to convert clients because once again, trading time for money, how do I automate this system so that I can skip the seven day challenge so that I can get clients to come apply, raise their hand and actually have a conversation and see me as the most trusted advisor. And I think I didn't learn this for a long time, so ads never worked out and if there's one big mistake that a lot of people make, they don't think about the end person in mind. Who do they want? What type of person do they want to work with? How much are they going to get paid for it? And then who can they help? So if you want ads to work for you, uh, and this was a big breakthrough that I made, it was actually not so much the ad, it was the conversion to getting somebody to see me as different. Okay. Because... If, if they don't if they weren't seeing me as different, they were thinking that I was a commodity. Like why would I work with you, Lynn, if I can just Google this? Okay? And that's free. Google is like the ultimate form of information being commoditized. Why would I work with you when I can download a free program off bodybuilding.com? Why would I work with you if I can just go and use an app for $1.99? Why do, I, why do I need to work with you because of X, Y, and Z? And so this, this right here is the biggest problem that uh, I faced. And it's the biggest problem that fitness and personal trainers face. And, and the, the biggest piece of the puzzle was that when we talked about in episode four, we talked about the evolution of a personal trainer to being a coach. And I think this, this is right here uh, a big, big example that you can't, you can't sell personal trainer and fit, fitness uh, online. I'm going to say that again. That, that was a big, big thing that I learned. I can't sell fitness online and expect to get paid high end to work with high end clients. I can sell fitness if i'm thinking about putting together a ten dollar membership site but the volatility of that and the uh the amount of runway that i have selling at ten dollar is not very long and why i talk about runway is because cool you might be able to set up a ten dollar membership site grow your followers to Five hundred thousand followers, and that that seems to be the fitness model, selling fitness commoditized information. But how long is that going to work for? Until your next comp- competitor comes in to drive the price down, only for your members to actually churn. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to run a business with a short runway. I wanted to build something with a longer runway. Okay, so that, that's
0: that's. Can I, can yeah. I also just paint a landscape that I've seen over the past two three years? the first thing that I noticed with the fitness trend was everybody was bringing out eBooks and a program that is just four pages with four weeks of a program. And then from there, that kind of evolved into a membership site where the program itself is on a website. Right. And then from there, now that I see, I see you also lowering your desk, (laughs) uh, now what I see is this whole membership information with more of a continuity business model structure. But essentially that's not an evolution of anything else except for the program itself, but trying to remodel that into trying to get you more money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to add to that because you're, you're completely right, Kerry. Uh, we, we, look at, we look at fitness and I'm sure you can add to this, but right now we look at the runway. And you got to pretend like, like you got this car. How long can this vehicle drive on for before you actually have to get onto a new road? And then you have to always and then evolve. So you, you don't actually get to grow your business and go deeper into your business. Whenever you set something up, like a membership site or an app, you might get, you know, hundred people on only for it to, to not work anymore because somebody else can come in, uh, launch cheaper apps, free apps, all sorts of that, all sorts of that stuff. And, and we're seeing that with uh, the Sweat app. We're seeing Kayla with <laughs> create Netflix of apps. So why would somebody pay you? 20, 40, 100 dollars a month for your membership site when they can actually pay $9.97 and get the Netflix of the entire thing. That that just means that's a race to zero. Like that exactly. Like a, that doesn't yeah. look like a viable business model to me. And that's why I never pursued the low end shit. You know what I mean? Um, but that and
0: that, that And can I up. can I also say that these apps are actually really good. So Lynn and I do a lot of research into yeah. apps and what is actually out there in the market, just to, for our knowledge and that we wanna keep expanding and understanding what this evolution looks like. And these apps are really, really great.
1: Because you've got people spending six, seven $700,000 on these apps and then trying to create Netflix. So as a fitness coach, you then have to ask yourself, right, am I gonna, am I number one, gonna be able to create better content then these apps and these people like Kayla with who are collating all of these fitness models into one Netflix and they're adding in s- such better features, such better graphics, such better information uh, than what you currently have to offer. It just doesn't make sense, which means right now information is being commoditized. So this, this then stems to the argument that here's the problem. When you sell fitness apps and membership sites, and I'm gonna go MS for membership sites, you can charge $20 a month, but this then becomes a quick race down to zero. Okay, and, and why I don't like this as well is, assuming that you get 100 members, which is really quite difficult to get, you're making $2,000 a month recurring, then you've got all your expenses. and then, And then here in this model, you don't have any money to invest in ads. You can't. The profit margins aren't
0: there. Well, the first thing is, is how are you even going to get someone into your membership site? Yeah. What is that strategy, right? And that needs to be less than $20. Correct.
1: Correct. It needs to be less than $20 a month. So if you give Facebook $20, most people can get four leads. That's not a member. That's not a client. That's not somebody to pay them. Most people can get four leads, which means it's a model that doesn't work. If you're going to be the cheapest, um, you can't compete being the cheapest because these big influencers will commoditize uh, the marketplace and they'll, they'll create a better product uh, and they'll do it for cheaper. Than you. So that's, that's a race down to zero. And I think, you know, when it comes to business model, it seems to be such a popular one because I know when I first started out, I created the alpha project for PV city. It's a WordPress site. It was cool. And I charged $20 a month. I did that. And the reasons why I did that was because I didn't have self-esteem in myself. Now that wasn't scalable at all. And the reasons why I created that low end membership site was for all the people that couldn't afford my higher premium model. I said, awesome, well, for $20 a month, you get to continue on. And it was a downsell. And that would recoup some of the costs made on advertising, not all. It recoup some of the costs. Okay. So we use this high end model because the more you can charge, uh, what can you do if, if you charge a thousand plus dollars, $2,000, $10,000, what could you do? Well, your client would pay more attention. You could, build better resources and uh, better systems and processes and hire better coaches. You could use more money out of that profit to market your message, to pull in more of those clients. And there's, there's just this, we talk about this high end, uh, high end coaching, but what most coaches don't understand is that they can sell high end, but they don't, do they know how to deliver on high end? I think that's it. I'm sure we'll have another conversation on that. Yeah. That
0: just goes down the rabbit hole, doesn't it? You know, yep. we're going to
1: go down and I know we're supposed to talk about advertising today, but before we even talk about advertising, there's no point advertising to a wrong business model. Like if you have a low end program, you will not be able to use advertising, Right to be able to help you grow and scale. It just won't work. So the first thing is you need to pick your business model. And the business model that we decided to use inside of the 1% is high-end coaching, high accountability, high results, high support, high touch points, but also leveraged as well. Uh, so once you have that, and that that's kind of, because for so long, uh, I didn't understand this. I didn't understand high-end. I didn't understand how to talk to high-end clients. I didn't understand how to get high-end buyers and high-end clients and high-end customers because I was bringing in low-end people. And I think the number one advertising mistake that you make and I made was understanding that my business model was broken. That was the first thing. Uh, then we moved back and shit, because like, you were just then asking me what is what is the key to business, right? What is the key to business? And so I'll, I'll dive in with these drawings, but you know, I want to go back to this drawing here. And I I talk about, well, if, if you're going to sell high end and you're not a commodity and let's just assume that we have the business model, right. Then you can think about who you want to like, who is this client? Who is this client? And what are they struggling with? Who is this client? What are they struggling with? And how can you help? And that's your ad. Inside of your ad, if you want to get this client, you need to ask them who, what is the biggest problem that they face specifically? The more specific you can get, the better your ad will perform at bringing in this type of person. The second biggest mistake that I made was looking at this metric lead cost. And this is, this is a brain fuck. And you might be wondering, well, what, what do you mean? Lead cost doesn't actually mean anything. Okay, I wanna know cost per acquisition. How much does it cost me in total to be able to pull this client out? I'm not interested in lead cost. Okay, the reasons why I'm not interested in lead costs is because what can happen, Kerry, is I can put out a really uh, easy ad, a seven-day challenge, free challenge, and I can get a whole bunch of mums in, but they weren't my ideal client. And so when it comes to converting a client, this person's not going to resonate with my message. This person's not going to resonate with me. And so with a result, I can't go deep enough to talk to that particular person.
0: When someone comes to us and they say that I have a problem getting leads, what is your first thought that comes to your mind?
1: uh, That's not really the problem. The problem is you have, okay, here's the real problem. You have a problem getting clients to chase you. You have a problem getting clients to pay you what you're worth. You have pr- a problem building a, uh, a waiting list of people ready to buy from you. That's the problems that you have. And the quality of questions that you ask will determine the quality of the answer that you get. And when people come and they go, well, then I've got a lead issue. It's like, you don't have a lead issue. You have a problem, which people don't actually want to buy stuff from you. And they think that you're too expensive. So the answer is, or the question that you should ask is this, how do I get clients of my prospects to pay me what I'm worth, to pay me and pay, how do, how do I get them to pay me what I'm worth? And how do I get hundreds of them to line up to buy from me? And that's the question that everybody should be solving, but very few people actually solve. So they go, well, Lynn, how do I get leads with the Facebook ads? And I go, awesome, turn on an ad, put it up an image, write a copy, turn it on and you'll get leads. And they'll, and then they just look all puzzled. And I think it's the same thing that I asked myself um, back in the days too. I said, well, how do I get leads? And then I got leads. And then, I, and then my inbox is filling up with leads, like hundreds, hundreds of leads every single day. And I go, what do I do with them? And for most people, they call up these leads and they're completely cold and it's just... Uh, it's just a grind. It's just a grind. So
0: can I, can I paint a picture for you to ask you a question? So I'm putting my, myself in the, in the mind of someone with that question to you. And they say, I've put up my ad on Facebook and I still feel like I'm not getting leads because people aren't opting in. People aren't clicking on my ad what What do you say to that because you've the the solution that you've given me is put up an ad you'll yep. get leads yeah
1: for sure good, really, really good point. I think fundamentally first, if you don't know who your ideal client is and you're you're not able to reverse engineer this process uh, it then becomes difficult for you to get this type of client, so I think that's step number one step number two <laughs> is if your ads not converting it's because your offer sucks okay so if we look at an ad and we go offer uh i want you to think about this offer uh i'm looking at giving 10 entrepreneurs uh 10 new lamborghini Aventadors valued at five and a half million all you need to do is enter your name, email address, and uh, send me your address, and you'll have one tomorrow morning at your house at 9 a.m., okay? That's, That's an example of an exaggerated offer. And then put that ad out with a Lamborghini. This is not a Lamborghini, okay? Put this ad out, and see how many people, how many leads you get. That's the first thing so it's it's it comes down to your offer and it sucks and most people don't know how to craft a good offer okay so this offer here is the offer of giving somebody somebody a Lamborghini right so when it comes to selling fitness what could you offer your prospects such that they want to uh, you call them out notice that with the Lamborghini offer I said hey I'm looking for 10 entrepreneurs you have to be an entrepreneur you have to make x x amount you can put all those things enter your name email address and then oh and then this is what's going to happen next uh for a lot of fitness coaches they don't know how to craft an offer so they go what do you see what do you see most uh mostly online inside of facebook with their offers do, you, is, wanna
0: <laughs> do, you, wanna do get, you want to get fit
1: do you want to join my
0: 28 day uh program or 28 day program.
1: Great. Like that just means there's a lot of competition. So how do you actually craft an offer with your message and then tell somebody to opt in and you look at an offer like, Hey, I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know this year regarding, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know regarding mindset, regarding nutrition and regarding training and then come in for that. And that seems to be a very good offer. I'm going to show you, uh, I'm going to give you my whole week's worth of training and nutrition, right? And mindset as well. I'm going to show you how to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, spe- and, and it has to be specific to their number one problem that they want to solve. And that's, that's what I'm trying to tailor. So this then goes back into figuring out who you're talking to.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: So if you're talking to a mum, you need to go, well, what's what's her biggest problem? And her biggest problem is probably time. And so what you can do is you can you can give her or you can educate her on how she can get back four hours back in her day whilst getting fit. And then you show her how to do it, right? Uh, then you have to look at dads or then you have to look at entrepreneurs or you have to look at whoever you're, you're talking to you have to know their pain and then you have your offer then paints a solution to fix it and and that's a hard skill it's it's much easier Kerry to put out hey I've got a 28 day challenge for moms versus hey mom you're experiencing this is your biggest problem, let me help you with it. Because one end of the spectrum requires you do a lot of research, the other end of the spectrum, guess what, doesn't. You just put it out there, mum's come, and then you go, well, why don't mum's buy from me?
0: I think the thing is that um, what I hear firstly when, when we talk about niches and when I have discussions about Uh, Who are you who do you want to coach and why the first thing is that they, I think what happens is because your world is health and fitness, you believe that the first problem with your clients is also health and fitness Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because that is the only lens that you see them in because they've come to you inside of the gym to health and fitness for, for an hour Correct. But outside of that hour, they have a host of problems. Mm-hmm. And it's about really understanding that person and knowing what that problem is of why, they, why do they actually even want health and fitness?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a really good point that you make there. Uh, people, So here's, here's the biggest problem that I made as well. I kept trying to sell my product but I didn't actually take my lens out from me and then put the lens on, on what my ideal client was facing, their problems, their fears, their insecurities, their doubts, their desires and actually go, hey, I know you're experiencing all of this I bet you've tried X, Y, and Z. I know you're struggling with this. As a result of struggling with more weight in your life, less energy, here's how it's affecting your family. Here's how it's affecting you at work. Here's how it's affecting you at X, Y, and Z. And I get it and I understand you. And we've been there and this is what I do. So if you want to have more energy, more vitality, there are four things that you need to do. Click here. I'll show you the four things. I've used this method on thousands of guys, hundreds of guys, tens guys. Uh, and I want to help you get this result as well. And that's, I never used to write copy that way. I never used to write my ad copy that way because I was always like, well, how do I, how do I sell somebody my product? And understand that nobody wants to buy your product. Everyone wants to buy solutions to their problems. So, especially with advertising, uh, the third mistake I made was not writing in their language, but I wrote in mine. And so if you can see the world uh, through their lens and you can write in their view, then you're going to get a lot more connection. You're going to build a lot more trust and you're gonna pull in the right people.
0: Do you believe that that type of person, because you obviously relate the most to yourself,
1: hmm.
0: would you say that person is yourself?
1: For sure. And for a lot of people, uh, for a lot of fitness coaches, you generally help yourself two to three years back. That's, and, and that becomes easy. Um, but I know like a client of ours, Dan Suckling, coaches mums. And he's got a really strong story as to why he coaches moms. And you don't necessarily have to coach yourself. But if you do go into another uh, field or another niche, then you have to be able to identify all of their problems and be a problem solver for them. And how you write ads is you have to problem solve for them, not write an ad, not put out an offer, problem solve. Hey, I know you're experiencing this problem. I know you've experienced this. As a result, tell them what this problem uh, and link it up to the pain.
0: Less about me, more about them.
1: Correct. It's, it's got nothing to do with you. The, the saying goes, like, especially with, when it comes to advertising and, and conversion, the saying goes, if you help everybody get what they want, you'll get what you want. And that, that holds so true. Uh, so in order to help people get to where they want, you need to understand where they are and most people, most coaches don't know how to articulate that and market that to grab their ideal client. Um, because once again, you're a PT and you know, you've always been in the gym, you've had clients handed to you. And I think this is where you put your big boy pants on and you go, okay, cool. If I'm going to grow a business, these are the skills that I'm going to need to uh, acquire essentially. It's such, a, it's such an important undervalued skill, but it's, it's the one that allows you to grow and scale, you know, put a dollar into advertising, pull $4 back out.
0: And I really see a difference between the more practice that our clients get,
1: mm. the
0: more that I can see their message. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I try really, really hard to put myself in their prospects' eyes. And a lot of the times when I do start reading their copies, a lot of that is about them, not yeah. about my pain. And the more that they draw out my pain, the more I'm like, I get it. Connected. Yeah, I get it. Like I would I would click on this.
1: Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent and ten percent. I think, he, and here's the other thing, uh, Kerry. The only reasons why I've gotten so good at this is because I have played on the field with my own money writing and putting in reps and then sacrificing money to then speed up the pressure in order for me to get better quickly. And it's not, it's, it's not a skill that I I can tell you how to get exponentially better. It's use your own money. Cause you can practice writing all day, but until you test it and until you see what the marketplace wants, you won't be able to validate truly whether or not it was good or bad. You can just go, well, this could have been good. Um, Whereas every time I write a piece of ad seven out of 10 times, it goes on to work amazingly well, three out of 10. Some it, it just doesn't work all the time. But it's, it's kind of like if you spent $10,000 to allow yourself to learn, it's the best education that you can get for your business to grow. Like the million dollars that it's been able to give me to be able to write and articulate and understand the, the marketplace, it's worth tens of millions to our company, Right. It's the best and, and I will always have that skill for life. And that skill is still going to get sharper and sharper and sharper. And I think when it comes to advertising, most uh, fitness coaches won't go out there. And when things don't work, they stop. And, and they spend too little and they don't actually go off and do the reps again and again and again.
0: I want to... Uh, just to end this, I want to also tell the clients that I, to give you guys a bit of backstage knowledge, he really does practice every single day writing ads and he goes into his room after dinner spends about an hour headphones in quietness has to be silence. He writes, and even to this day, this is what you do. So it's, it is putting in the reps and there is no hack. No practice, yeah. uh, no hack that can make you skip over the practice of doing it. It's about doing it.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the most valuable skills uh, that you can learn to be able to write copy and advertising and ads uh, to be able to pull in the right prospects and then understand how to convert them into clients. And if you actually focus on the skill, you'll never ever go hungry again. Uh, you can write your own paychecks. And and that's why I've never outsourced it because I've tried about 25 times, but nobody's going to understand your market better than you. And that's the biggest issue because when you write advertising, when you're you're doing Facebook ads, you're competing against everybody else. And so if you don't stand head and shoulders above everybody else, then you're not going to get that attention. And if you don't get that attention, you have no chance to convert interest to desire. Um, But yeah, I I really, really think it's an important skill that uh, people need to, because they'll go, how do I do it? And I, I, to be honest, you do it. And and you take on the tips of writing in not your shoes, but your prospect shoes, and then you solve problems. Like you identify the problems and you identify a solution and you identify how you can help them.
0: I just had a really great analogy that came to mind and it's about the skill of a squat and how do you get better at it? You do it (laughs) and you do more reps. Except I wanted to add more specificity in that because for me, the moment that it changed with my squat was the moment that I filmed myself. Yeah. Right. The perspective of not me, as me, but me watching myself from the other side.
1: Correct. Correct. From a different perspective, because uh, you're seeing different things. And Mm. if you want to get good at this skill, I I guarantee you you need to practice first. It's going to suck. You're going to suck at it. You're going to hate it because you lose. And at the, at the end of the day, guess what, what else is happening? You're losing money. Mm -hmm. And when you're losing money and you're losing, it doesn't feel too good, so you want to stop. But if you do stop, you'll never get good at this. Um, and that's the difference between, you know, you know all the results that we post up and we see tons and tons of people and uh, getting such good results, it's because they've, they're getting better at the skill. And at the end of the day, uh, if you want the results and if you want ideal clients and if you want clients to pay you high-end, Uh, you have to attract them and this is this is the very first step
0: awesome we'll be back tomorrow with more secrets of the online coach and uh, if you do have any requests of lynn's previous mistakes past experiences just comment down below
1: plenty of mistakes i'm more than
0: happy to open the can of worms for you guys
1: body mistakes business mistakes family mistakes there are tons there are tons
0: all right absolutely bye guys bye